time of week again. Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Dawn, and I'm sitting here with my co-host and also my husband, Travis. Yep, that's me. But you know what? I can't figure out how does it go so fast. It does. I don't know. I don't I, know we were just doing this like a week ago, and wham, here we are again. But we couldn't be happier. It's so great to be here with you guys. Today was our day off, and we decided instead of giving you this long list of things that we did today, we did co- something completely opposite. We did nothing. Like we stopped and just enjoyed the day, slept in, and just hung out. We had looked at our schedule this last week and we were kind of busy. It was a fairly busy week. Yeah, it's been two busy weeks if you think about it, like crazy busy. Yeah, with weddings and baby showers and bridal showers, just tons of things that we just needed to stop and have one of those days where we just rested. We had a Sabbath. Oh, so good. There's something bucket filling and just a slow morning to hang out with you, Donna. It's so much fun. I highly recommend a down day. Uh, like we did today. I know many of you do that, but we needed it. It absolutely refreshed our souls. It's funny because we actually have so much energy, but us too, we have to evaluate our life and ourselves and say, you know what? No, we have to just stop and we need some rest. And I'm so thankful that we just took the day to fill up and so we can just go on with our weekend, you know, at church. Obviously, our weekends are Saturdays and Sundays at church and just be ready to go and hang out with people. Yeah. And part of filling up was NAP, a nap. Oh, like yes. We, we did take a nap. Took a nap. And oh my gosh, there's something, of course, amazing about sipping a hot cup of coffee in the morning. But on a day off in the early afternoon to just slip into a self induced, you know, coma yeah. of sleep. Oh my <laughs> gosh, great. is that amazing? If felt great and woke up and I wasn't too groggy. So I love that. So I've been having a really good but unique experience lately. I'm an avid reader of the Bible uh, and I just enjoy it. And lately, for some reason, as I've read the Bible, the words have just become alive to me even more than ever. And specifically the wisdom, like I'm just soaking it up like a sponge. I've been spending a lot of time in the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. But then the other pieces, it's just been alive in terms of as I've shared it with others uh, and what that's doing for them or for me. And so I'm really excited about our topic today. It's a little bit different, certainly applies especially to marriages. So we're kind of doing a little bit of a sports theme. The title of this episode is Take a Swing for Your Team. And why do I say that? Well, Don, as I was thinking about how I've been interacting with the Bible lately and how it's been impacting our marriage, I thought about you. And I know we've mentioned this before. I think you said it, but I kind of wanted to bring it up again because it really relates. But when you used to play basketball, I was obviously in love with you, but... um, I was also in awe of your athletic ability. You uh, ended up being a walk-on starter at your school. And I remember you just doing so well at basketball with your team. I know your team loved you, but I loved watching you. And it was a lot of fun. And there were times you scored a few baskets and really came in for your team. But you were just an excellent athlete. But then I also remember back when you would play on a softball team and you would get up to the bat, you would be, you know, ready to swing it uh, to home plate there and they would pitch you the ball 
And it was kind of fun because you would swing your bat and the ball would go way over the outfielder's head, sometimes out of the park, and you would hit a lot of home runs. And it was really fun watching you. Why? Because as you know, I was completely different. My family, we weren't athletic at all. In fact, we would hike mountains and we like to move a lot, but that was about it. Maybe we'd go for uh, Sunday drives or something, but I was always amazed by your ability not just to move, but you are so coordinated. And I know we talked about this before, but I remember I was there with you the night, the last time you threw 100 uh, free throws in a row, you got 91 out of 100. I mean, that's incredible. Yep, I definitely grew up playing sports, something that I just enjoyed doing. I was outside with obviously my friends in the neighborhood, and we played everything possible that we could with a ball. But I also am a very disciplined person, so when I started basketball, I would spend hours trying to perfect my free throw. So every day I would practice, I would throw a hundred free throws and see how you know how many I could make from that hundred. But with that, I eventually learned how to actually throw a free throw, and there's a whole skill to throwing the ball and getting it into the hoop. But I just love sports. I'm a competitor um, by nature. But then softball as well, man. That was a sport. I started playing, I don't know, second grade, I think I was on a team. And you're so good at it. And I just played all the way. I coached it. I just enjoy softball. But I learned how to find the spot, the sweet spot on the bat and connect the ball. And so I was able to hit home runs quite often. I just love sports. But not only do I love sports, I love teams. I love the team concept. I love being on a team. But most of all, Travis, I have to admit, I I love our team, Rosinger. Like, the team that we created the moment that we said, I do. Because we've always been on a team. When we work like a team, we actually read each other's minds quite often. I'll start a sentence and you will... Complete my sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when you get it right, but every once in a while you get that sentence, that half of it wrong. Yeah, yeah. But again, we are just a team. We decided the moment that we said I do that we were going to work together and be a team. Well, with that, the title of today's podcast is Take a Swing for Your Team. Again, kind of going off that sports theme that you were talking a little bit about, but there's a particular reason that we say that. Most couples actually, you know, when you're talking about taking a swing, they don't necessarily have a bat, or do they? You know, there's a bat that's used in baseball or softball, but just about every sport has a bat or something that they use to score for their team. In basketball, there's a basketball. Football, there's a football. Yeah, hockey, hockey there's, there's a, a hockey, hockey stick, stick and a yep. puck. In golf, there's a you know a golf ball and a, and a golf club. In pickleball, you have a pickleball paddle, and then you actually have the pickleball itself. But all of these sports have tools that you're using so that you can score, so that you can make a basket or you can score a goal or score a point, whatever yeah. the sport is. For your is. team. Yep. And we know that the original Olympic Games, of course, started in Greece. And then the early Romans, they had their own games where they played sports and they swung a very different bat. They were gladiators and they would swing a sword to defeat their enemy. I mean, very different than throwing a football or swinging a pickle. Pickleball paddle, but it was still their games, their sport, and their team. Obviously, in marriage, you may not have a physical bat that you can use for your marriage team, but you do have a sword that you can swing with force and power. And it's also known, it's called the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. Actually, in Hebrews 4.12, it says this, 
For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Again, that's found in Hebrews 4.12. That's talking about the sword of the spirit. That's talking about God's word, the Bible. Yeah, and taking a swing for your team. It's talking about what Christians have, people who follow Jesus, what they have in their hands to be able to swing. And we know this too, because Jesus, the Bible says, I believe it was in early Matthew, it says he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. And over and over again, he picked up that sword and he used it to fight evil. He used it to fight the devil. He would quote the Bible and it was quick and it was powerful. And the Bible, of course, isn't just a book filled with words and pages. It literally, just like Jesus used it, it had spiritual power. And I think sometimes we forget that. We pick up our Bible, maybe we've written in it, maybe it's kind of worn a little bit and tattered, but we forget that literally this is a book that is alive and powerful. Yeah, it sure is. And I think that's why you wanted to actually talk about this in today's podcast, because you've been reading God's Word. You've been picking up that sword of the Spirit. And man, you've been telling me some amazing things, and God's been showing you different things. And it's very relevant to our life right now. It really has been. Yeah, I I just remember talking to a friend the other day. And the next day after I had talked to my friend and he shared with me a story of something crazy that happened to him in his life. And then he was kind of contemplating something heavy that went with that crazy story that he experienced. The next morning, I opened up my Bible. I was reading it for myself. But all of a sudden, I came across a couple verses that really spoke to my friend's situation from the night before. So I I took those verses and I texted it to him and he was like, oh my gosh, like that really speaks to what I was going through and what I was feeling. And then the same thing happened again recently on a different day. I was reading the Bible and I was was reading a certain verse. I thought of a person in my life that needed encouragement and I thought, boy, that verse really matches their life. I'm going to send it to them. And so I texted it just like I did with my other friend. And it was interesting. The minute they responded, they said, you're not going to believe this, but I've been listening to and thinking and reading that verse for the last couple months. That exact verse, Travis, that you just sent me. And it was crazy. Like, how is that possible? It's so cool because going back to Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active. And that's what it was. You heard this story. Then you read God's word and boom, it was alive and there it was. You saw it, you heard it, and then you saw it, and then you sent the text. You were able to actually really speak to these people that you were sending these texts to. Yeah, and alive in that it was very relevant. And maybe you just said that, but like relevant, like super impactful. Now, the thing is, is we are married and we have to defend our marriage. We need to defend our families. And so part of being able to, you know, take a swing for your team is knowing that you have that sword, the the power of the Bible, and it really starts by reading it, and that's picking it up. You gotta you gotta hold your sword. And so I love in the morning when I, I'm able to open my Bible and I start to read it. Wow, it does something powerful in me. But then you've got to go a step further and share what God has given you. So, like what I did, send it to those around you and talk about it out loud as a couple in your conversations. Let the word of God, let the Bible cement your relationship with one another as a husband and wife together. I appreciate your passion with this, Travis, because right now I know there's couples out there who are struggling in their marriage and they're like, man, I need a weapon. I need something to go and fight. But we have a weapon 
Man, mine is right by my bedstand. It's on there and it's my Bible and I'm able to open it up. And when I'm discouraged, I'm frustrated, I can open it up. I have to remember God has given us the Bible as a sword and we can use it in our marriages to, man, to, to actually help ward off a lot of enemies. Yeah, so the Bible isn't just any sword. It says sharper than a double-edged sword. And I love that it dis- it's described that way. And the key word here for me is that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, there isn't anything more spiritually powerful or sharper in our world today than the wisdom and the, the power, the spiritual power that you get from the Bible for your life and marriage. I mean, here's what we're really getting at in this episode. Every marriage needs a way to protect itself spiritually. So how do you swing your bat for your marriage team? You swing your sword. Yes, exactly. Some Someone once said, Satan has no defense against the word of God quoted directly at him. He has no choice but to withdraw in defeat. Man, that is power. That is just looking at the sword and man, Satan has to flee. He has to go back. He has to retreat. He really does. So it's an offensive weapon. It's a defensive weapon. Our sword, the Bible, can be used in all those different directions. But the most important part is it protects us. And it can especially protect us from a counter attack. You know, I think um, for us, some people might be listening and going, what are you guys talking about? Um, Come on, you're talking about a sword that's really a book and it's got words in it. But here's what we're really getting at. Evil is real. It It wants to kill you. It wants to take your marriage out. It wants to steal your children. It wants to destroy your faith and belief in God. And the truth is the Bible is where it's at for your marriage, for your relationship, for your lives. It says piercing to the dividing of soul and spirit. It's so sharp that it goes to the exact spot that people are struggling deep in their souls. And that's part of why I want to read it for myself. So, you know, that in a way is difficult. Offensive, but it's also offensive when I'm able to share it, like the example I mentioned earlier with a couple of friends. It's like, whoa, Travis, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Wow, that's exactly, I've been reading that very verse out of the whole Bible with hundreds of thousands of verses. I've been reading that verse for the last couple of months. I mean, that's just cool. Like the Bible is on the offense. When a batter steps up to home plate and swings the bat, they believe that the swing and the force they exert combined will knock the ball out of the park. Yeah, That's what I did. But I tried to like hit home runs. That was younger. my goal. Yeah. Like I had to swing in the force and I had to combine them and I would hopefully hit the ball out of the park. Well, there was an element of faith in swinging a bat. And you know what? The same is true for the Bible. You have to pick it up, read it, swing it, and believe that it has the power to change you, to change your marriage, and to change those around you. In the Bible, it talks about the sword of the spirit as being part of the full armor of God. And it talks about putting on this full armor of God daily because every day we are in a battle. And that's true with our marriages. Every day there's an enemy that's coming against our marriages. In Ephesians 6, 13, it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, you can stand to stand. 
Let me warn you though, if you start to view the Bible this way, you're going to see the supernatural take place. There is power in the sword of the spirit. There's power in God's word. Yeah. And I love this because I think so many people are, you, you know, they're hostage to anxiety, the evil that tries to come in and scare us. We forget that uh, evil or Satan uses fear to destroy people or to make them not have faith and not be able to stand. Instead, they retreat. Yep. So it's so good to realize that the Bible is powerful yep. against those kinds of things, even temptation. Pastor and author Mark Batterson says, God takes care of the super and we have to take care of the natural. God does his part. We have to do our part. You guys, life is a double sword. A blade can give you life by getting food and it can bring death. Here's just an observation. If all you do is read God's word and not allow it to change you, it will bring death. Yeah, I think that's very possible. It sounds provocative to say that, but then what happens is people just smother themselves in information, yep. but they're not really allowing it yeah, to true. be used in the way that it should be. You know, the Pharisees read God's word and they use it as a pill to treat the symptoms of a spiritual sickness, but they never let it change them. And the Pharisees are the people in the Bible, man, oh, that they prided terrible. themselves on just knowing God's word, but there never was really an action to follow it. If you don't share the Bible with others, it has the potential to turn you into a Pharisee. You are just kind of hoarding it for yourself and you're not allowing the power of God's word to be used because you're just keeping it inside. Again, so some of the best ways that you can take a swing for your team, your marriage team, is just realize you have a sword. Pick it up. It's your bat, if you will, and start to swing that sword. How do you do it? Well, you read God's word. You let it soak inside of you. You let it change your soul, your spirit, and then you use it and you share it with those around you. And I would recommend, uh, you know, going to your spouse and write away when you read something that blows your mind or that's interesting or maybe a new piece of wisdom, go and share with them. Use God's word to encourage them. And that's you taking a swing with the Bible for your marriage team. And there are just so many nuggets of truth in there that God wants to give you. And I happen to think that you won't find as many if, you know, the Holy Spirit gives you those and you never share them right, with yeah. other people. Again, it's kind of like the ancient gladiators were all thrown into this huge coliseum with every Everybody in the world around us, in our world, watching us. And now a wild beast is heading at us or an enemy with the sword, which is evil. And we have to be willing to fight them and especially fight them as a married couple. You guys, you have a sword. It's right within your reach. In Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Remember, you have power. Pick up your Bible, take the time to read it, share it with others, and allow it to be a tool, a weapon in your marriage that can help defeat the enemy. Well, guys, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. <laughs>